Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Friday morning here at Wax 104.5. You've got Jill here to do the chores, and we've got a lot of stuff to get through. We're going to be talking about a nation, a dairy farm that fired in Texas that took out 18,000 head. And a little bit of good news with food prices dropping slightly. We're going to look at ethanol production. And today is the first day of the 42nd Midwest Horse Fair at the Align Energy Center in Madison. Gates open at 7 a.m. for the three-day event that runs through the weekend. Blacksmith demonstrations, rodeos, and many other attractions are some of the events that will draw horse enthusiasts to the Align Energy Center in Madison this weekend. And that is where Bob is going this weekend, too. So I dare you to find him and give him a little chat and find out what's going on in his world. And as we are getting our stuff done, I actually went down and judged at the Section 2 um, Leadership Development development event on Wednesday night and we did not get to some of those winners yesterday in Crete speaking in section two taking first place was Annabelle Olson from River Falls in prepared speaking was Jordan Lamb from Spring Valley FFA and employment skills Elizabeth Smolt from the Chippewa Falls FFA took home first place and in extemporaneous Extempore, oh, I can't even say extemporaneous speaking, is Trista Faldi from Spring Valley. Discussion meet, Maria Luther from River Falls. And I actually have some audio from Maria, so we'll be hearing from her a little bit later today. And parliamentary procedure, 
Chippewa Falls FFA brought home the first place. And Quiz Bowl St. Croix Central brought home first place. Congratulations to all of them. They will be going on to state. And congratulations to all the students that even qualified for going to the sectional leadership development events. They are so professional and it's so good to see those youth out there showing off their skills and and really uh, taking it seriously. Let's take a quick look at our weather today. Right now here in Eau Claire, it's 51 and clear. Today we're getting up to 82, hot and sunny. Tonight down to 56. Tomorrow, 64 with rain likely. Sunday, 41, windy and rain. Monday, partial sun and and 47. Tuesday, 59 and sun. And Wednesday, 60. So we at least won't have a long, cold stretch. And your Sky 113 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. We better get going through some of these chores. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, here we are at 5 o'clock at Wax 104.5, and it's time to hear from our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Tammy Trujillo. The White House is blasting Florida lawmakers for passing a six-week abortion ban. On Thursday, the state's Republican-controlled legislature gave final approval to the bill. It would prohibit abortions after six weeks of pregnancy unless it's to save a woman's life or in cases of rape or incest. In a statement, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre called the bill extreme and dangerous. She added that it flies in the face of fundamental freedoms and is out of step with the views of most of the people in Florida and the U.S. The 21-year-old man accused of leaking classified government documents is set to appear in court today in Boston. Jack Teixeira is a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. He was taken into custody without incident on Thursday. Attorney General Merrick Garland confirmed he was arrested in connection with the alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. The FBI is investigating the leaks of hundreds of pages of military intelligence that were shared among a small group on a website popular with gamers. The documents include sensitive info about Ukraine and some U.S. allies. That massive fire at an Indiana recycling plant is now fully out. The blaze began Tuesday afternoon in Richmond and released huge plumes of smoke that officials say were definitely toxic. An evacuation order for over 2,000 people remains in place even now that the fire's out. Mayor Dave Snow says air and water samples will be collected to determine when the evacuation order can safely be lifted. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell will be on Capitol Hill next week when the Senate returns from its recess. McConnell made the announcement Thursday, more than five weeks after suffering a concussion at a private dinner in early March. The Kentucky Republican says the chamber has important business to tackle and big fights to win. You're listening to The Latest. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll take a look at the temperatures around the area. Here in Eau Claire, it's 51 and clear. Medford, 52 and clear. Rice Lake, 57. Wausau, 50. Green Bay, 55 and clear. Marshfield, 52. La Crosse, 59. Madison, 58 and clear. Milwaukee, 58 and clear. 
And those stars were really bright this morning. I was enjoying them a little bit while I was driving, but remember I kept my eyes on the road too. And today, our temperature is going to be getting up to 82, and it's going to be hot and sunny. Tonight, only down to 56. Good night to keep your windows open. Tomorrow, 64, rain likely. We'll probably have to close them so we don't get rain in the house. But Sunday, 41, windy and rain. Monday, 47, partial sun. Tuesday, we're crawling back out up to 59 and sun. Wednesday, 60. Thursday, 58. And we're uh, that weather is sponsored by Chilson Motors. And they've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. We've got to get through more of our chores. We're going to have Brent Wink coming in to join us a little later on and hear about covering the crops, sponsored by Winfield United. But we've got to get moving on to all of our other chores. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's our first time for markets, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to start out with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 172 to 182 with mixed at 155 to 170. Choice fed beef heifers are 172 to 180 with mixed at 116 to 170. Choice fed Holstein steers are 141 to 153 with select and silage fed steers 110 to 138. Cows are 70 to 93 with a top of 113. Bulls are 84 to 123. Butcher hogs are 41 to 76 with sows at 31 to 35. Boars are 15 to 19 and a half with shorn market lambs 140 to 150. Unshorn market lambs 145 to 170. Feeder lambs 150 to 260. Ewes 35 to 105. Small goats 125 and down. Medium goats 110 to 210. Large goats 150 to 345. Nanny goats 25 to 260. Sliding on over to the mercantile exchange for the cat, for the futures markets. The live cattle future markets were up in April, and then we go down for the rest of the numbers that I have here. For April, 175.5, up 122. June, 164.5, down 35 cents. August, 163 and a quarter, down 72 cents. October, 166.97, down 82 cents. And for our feeder cattle futures, April 202.67, up 45 cents. And May 207.80, down 77 cents. August 224.97, down 77 cents. September 228.72, down 57 cents. And October 231.05, down 50 cents. And our lean hog carcasses for April. 71.60 down 70 cents. May 79.95 down a dollar 57. June 85.65 down a dollar 90. And July 88.52 down a dollar 75. And the hog carcasses are trending downward. We're sliding on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for July is at 6.24 down one and a half. Oats for July 3.30 up one and a half. Soybeans, July, sitting at 14.66, down 7 cents. Soybean meal for July is at $459 a ton, down 1.5. Wheat is at 6.74, down 1.5 cents for July. And sliding on over to our cheese markets, barrels, 
154 and three quarters down three and a quarter. 40 pound blocks, 179 and a quarter up a penny. And gray double A butter, 234 and a half down three cents. In our class three milk futures, April 1868 up two cents. May down 29 cents to 1795. June 1819 down 19 cents. July 1874 down 11 cents. And August down 6 cents to 1919 and trending downward through the end of the year. That's our first look at markets sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We better get doing some more chores. And then we're going to hear from Maria Luther. She was the winner of the discussion meet at the Section 2 contest down in Osseo. She's from River Falls. And she's done a whole lot more than just that discussion meet. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I had the opportunity to visit with somebody that's wrapping up her high school FFA career, Maria Luther. She has been down to state for I don't know how many years. Why don't you fill me in? Yeah, so I just received first place for discussion, and so this is going to be my third year going on to state. Um, My first year, um, I actually went down to state my sophomore year for Creed because... I could not advance my freshman year due to COVID, and so I got to redo Creed. And then my second year, um, I went to state for prepared speaking, where I did a speech on methane emissions and dairy cattle. Sounds to me like you're quite a talker. (laughs) Yeah, I love public speaking, and definitely right at first, it was very difficult for me to kind of get into it. But my dad's a professor, and my mom works a lot with public speaking, and so I kind of learned to just go with and beyond these LDEs and going on to state you've done some fantastic job with your CDEs what have you done there yeah so my dad is actually the um River Falls UWRF livestock judging coach and so I definitely was endorsed a lot into livestock judging and so this is actually our first year going to state with our livestock judging team for our CDE so yeah we were I think one point away from actually getting first place but we did a fantastic job and we had an awesome coach this year. What goes into preparing for a contest like that? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of time management, um, especially with this being my senior year. I've committed to so many different things. I mean, I have a job and I'm also applying for graduation speech. And so it's just definitely a lot with time management and kind of figuring out your priorities. And so it kind of just all starts down with kind of where you want to take it from and kind of just knowing what your set point is, I guess, because it's, it's different for everybody. And as you mentioned, you are a senior. Let's take a little look ahead. What are your plans? I just um, applied to River Falls and I got accepted. And so I'm going to be going to UWRF and I will be majoring in marketing communications, either minoring in graphic design or art. Um, I've been thinking about state degree. I know my cousins were state officers. I have a lot of connections with a lot of different state officers, but I think I might just want to take my freshman year, just kind of settle down because it feels like it's definitely been a very hectic, crazy senior year. And so i plan on probably applying for state officer either my junior or sophomore year. Well, I think you do a fantastic job because, boy, you've got the lingo. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You'll have to come on down to the studio sometime. Oh, I would absolutely love to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's great to hear great things happening at River Falls in the FFA program. Just one little tidbit with Maria Luther down here at at the Section 2 competition here at Osseo Fairchild High School. And I'm Jill Welke. Keeping it rural 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at some of our farm news. The nation's dairy cattle herd shrunk by 18,000 head earlier this week because of a dairy farm fire in Castro County in West Texas. That officials say is the biggest single incident death of cattle in our country's history. The cause of the fire on the South Fork Dairy on Monday night is still under investigation, but is believed to have started when a piece of equipment exploded, causing the fire to quickly spread through holding pens where the cattle were housed as they waited to get into the milking facility. The dairy is only three years old and employs between 50 and 60 people, with only one employee needing hospitalization as there were no human casualties from the fire. Besides figuring out the reason for the fire, Texas officials say their next biggest problem is trying to dispose of those 18,000 carcasses. And on a a better note, I guess, uh, food prices dropped slightly in March after many months of increases. Grocery store prices have been increasing since November 2020, but in March, that streak has finally been broken by a two-tenths of a percent decline. Not much of a decline, but at least it's been broken. But we are still 8.4% higher than March 2022, according to USDA economists. Of the 22 food items surveyed, 14 of them dropped in price in March, including on the list, included on the list with lower prices are pork, poultry, dairy, fresh fruits and vegetables, and fats and oils. Beef prices did go up a half a percent in March, but were still down 1.9% from last year's March prices. The rate of inflation drop is the main reason for the food price drop. Food prices are still 8.5% higher than March 2022. The Renewable Fuels Association shared numbers of the weekly ethanol production from last week. According to EIA data, ethanol production dropped 4.4% last week to a 13-week low of just over 40 million gallons a day. 3.6% lower than the same week last year, but 5.8% above the five-year average for the week. The four-week average ethanol production rate declined 1.3%, which is equal to just over 15 billion gallons. The gallon supply to the U.S. market in March was down 3.9%, but that's still 2.3% more than a year ago and 6.3% above the five-year average. And that's a little look at our farm news. We need to get a few more chores done. And then we're going to be hearing from Stephanie. Talk to, and she talked to Todd Caval about tire availability. And we're getting ready to get into those fields. So that's one, something that's definitely on our minds. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So you're pulling your equipment out of the shed and you realize you need new tires. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And luckily, Todd Cavill with Pomp's Tire Service says availability looks better than last year and the price hikes have stalled. During the busy season, you may also be able to take advantage of some incentives from manufacturers, such as rebates. Todd Cavill also has advice on how to keep those tires working like new. But the biggest question he gets is, can we get the tires we need on time? It has been uh, challenging in the last couple of years. But things have uh, significantly gotten better. Does it vary by style or, or type of tire, have you noticed? 
for a while there, the implement tires were, were a challenge as, as well as everything else in the, in the past year and a half or so. Um, and things have gotten much better. What about tire prices? Because that was a, a big topic even just this past harvest season. Correct. Um, in the last two years, I mean, there has been significant price increases as well as with everything else, and tires were included in that. Um, the good thing is, is that has stabilized now. The price increases seem to be over with, and that has stabilized now. It seems like the manufacturers are offering more incentives versus, you know, like a price, you know, decrease coming down. So, What do you mean by incentives? What does that look like? So, uh, you know, there's uh, certain programs at the time of the year, usually it's spring and fall, when the manufacturers offer, you know, money back or incentives or rebates in those times of the year to, to assist with moving products, so... For folks who who don't know Palm's Tire Service, can you tell us about the business, where your region is, what you offer? We are a very large tire distributor working direct with all the manufacturers. So we carry most major brands. Our footprint is, is growing. Um, we are all the way out to the West Coast, 200-plus locations, and we have a lot to offer. Anything trending uh, among your farmer customers or, you know, even just your custom operators? Any trends in the tire space? Yes. The technology uh, out there with tires, as the equipment is getting larger, the carrying capacity is more, um, you know, and the tire technology, when you get into the IF or VF tires, um, allows a lot more carrying capacity with, with same or lower air pressure that is really significantly getting a, a larger footprint into the field when they're working. And that kind of leads me in, into my next questions for you, keeping those tires looking and operating like brand new. And I didn't know, Todd, if you have any best practices for spring planting so that those tires can be kept operating at their best. Yeah, there, there's there's some simple things to look for. Um, most importantly is checking checking the air pressure in that tire, not so much in the spring, but, you know, regularly, you know, set the inflation using an inflation calculator for what the application is going to be used for uh, with an accurate tire gauge. Um, The other thing is check the sidewall, check for any cracks, cuts, or damages, and check the tread. If there's less than 20% tread left on the tire, it might be considered to, to get those tires replaced. Um, you also want to check the tread area for stubble damage, um, exposed cords, um, the contact area, the, you know, the space between the lugs and the ground, checking the valve stems for cracks, corrosion, and dirt. There always should be a valve cap on it. And, you know, check the, the nuts and the bolts, uh, the, the lug nuts, uh, inspect the, the wheels or rims for any kind of cracks or anything like that. Todd, what's an inflation calculator, and is that something you can find online? Yes, there's a, you know, Firestone has a very good guide on their website um, as far as, you know, what, what to set the air pressures at. You know, usually on the side of a tire, it's going to tell you a max, which is sometimes not, you know, what, what, what the pressure needs to be set at, depending on what kind of tillage application they're doing or harvesting or whatever it might be. 
and the temperature, I mean, it, it's going to fluctuate. It's going to be chilly in the morning, warm in the afternoons. Does that influence tire pressure? Yes and no. Uh, um, I'm not going to in the farm application, you know, not so much, I would say, like in a commercial truck application, yeah, when the roads heat up, um, yeah, that air pressure is going to rise. But usually in the ag application, that's that's really not a thing. Um, but, you know, air pressure is the number one cause of tire failures is heat. So if you're running with a lower air pressure than what you should be, it's putting a lot of stress and friction on that tire. Todd, another thing you said earlier is that we need to keep that valve stem cleared off. When you're planting, you're going to be in the mud, the field, the brush. So how often do you need to be continuously looking at those tires and making sure everything that you said earlier is under control? Yeah, you should check throughout the season as you're using the PC equipment. And speaking of mud, I want to emphasize what you said earlier, too, about traction. If you're driving through a wet field with an old older tire, used tire that's got low traction, you could be in a slippery situation. But Todd, another thing I wanted to ask you is what you mostly get calls about when we are into the planting season. The distress phone call is is, is going to be, you know, a tire failure and, you know, the piece of equipment out in the field or on the road and it needs to be addressed immediately. Um, some of the other concerns are like um, wheel hop and stuff like that. And, you know, the some people might think it's an air pressure thing, or actually it's not an air pressure thing. It's a it's a weighting issue. The tractors are weighted properly for for the application that they're doing. So, Todd, how do you feel about staff capacity? Is Pomp's Tire Service pretty staffed up to handle these phone calls and to meet the demands of your customers? Yes, we are in the you know we are in the farm business. We support farmers and. Um, if somebody doesn't have an answer, we can find it for you, um, whether it be through the manufacturer or whatever it, the issue may be. And I can vouch for you that I did see a lot of friendly faces at the Pomps Tire Service booth at the WPS Farm Show a few weeks ago. Todd, is there anything else you want folks to know this spring before I let you go? If anybody has any question, questions or concerns, they can feel free to reach out to me. If I can't answer the questions, I will find somebody that will. And is the best way to get a hold of you through pompstire.com? Through the website. Um, that'll direct you to the proper store location, wherever they're located. Or they can reach out to me and I can find them the correct information. Todd Cavill along with us from Pomps Tire Service. He works on the agriculture side of things to make sure you have the tires you need this spring. And he brings the good news that tire availability and price are looking better. And finally, don't forget to be checking that tire pressure, the sidewalls, and the tread to make sure those tires are working like new and saving you time and money in the field. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks, Stephanie, for that update. I'm glad to hear that we're going to have plenty of tires out and about and ready to get in the fields. And just coming into the studio is Brent Wink, getting all ready and stoked up. And um, So it was pretty nice driving in this morning, wasn't it? The stars. You mentioned the stars earlier. I'm walking outside this morning before I got in the vehicle, and wow, it's just incredible. It's just gorgeous, uh, not a cloud in the sky, and incredible weather. This has been fun. You've got your... Cut off shirt on, <laughs> flip-flops, ready for the sun. Absolutely. Well, you know, and the planet's actually been really 
apparent lately. Yes. I check them out. I like the, I, we've had Venus and Jupiter and Mars have all been very. See, I'm not smart enough for that. I see the moon <laughs> and the sun That's and then a whole bunch of other stars. So I, I just not uh, real up to speed on the planets. But I should. They got in a line one night and my wife made me go outside to see that, but I couldn't have told you which ones, but. <laughs> Well, you know, should have paid attention more. In, is it astronomy? I think astronomy. so. Yeah, I should I just, have paid attention more. I actually do a little cheating. I have an app on my phone <laughs> that shows me what I need. Hey, you can talk smart, look smart amongst your friends. Then I'll have to get that app. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not always knowing all that information specifically. It's knowing where to find it. Got it. Smart all right. Thinking. Well, we better get on to some chores here before we. Hopefully hear from our new hear from Morgan and News and Mike with weather. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time of the morning and we need to hear from Mike Dandria and tell us about this beautiful weather today. Hey, good morning, Jill. How's it going? It is fantastic. Good, good. Glad to hear because it is going to be a great day to get some chores done, of course, as we'll have still some sunshine. Now, we'll have some very dry air near the surface, so if any of those chores constitute burning, that may not be necessarily advised for today. Highs climbing to the low 80s. Later on tonight, a few more clouds start to stream in into the mid-50s for our overnight lows, and that brings us a chance at some showers, possibly some storms tomorrow. Highs only reaching the low to mid-60s, and tomorrow night... We'll still have those chances for rain. Lows dip to the upper 30s and not really warming up too much as we stay pretty steady into the upper 30s and low 40s for Sunday. Monday, not much warmer as we'll have a mostly sunny sky into the afternoon. Highs climbing to the upper 40s. And looking at Tuesday, more sunshine returns mid to upper 50s. Then Wednesday and Thursday both bring us a few chances at some showers, possibly some storms as well as we climb to the upper 50s and low 60s. But right now we have a mostly clear sky and a temperature of 54 degrees in Eau Claire. Well, I think it was pretty nice to wake up to 54 degrees. My windows are all open. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a beautiful morning. I love going out on the patio on days like this. Yeah. Not it, humid at all either. No, it's not humid out there. I think we're <laughs> going to do some of those chores and... Uh, maybe spread some of that stuff out on the fields because I think it'll go. I think so, too. Just make sure no burning today. Nope, no burning. <laughs> All right, Jill, you have a good one. You as well. Thank you. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13 with a little update on our weather. Um, I'm still looking for my news. I'm hoping it comes in here shortly, but we better get through some more chores before we head on over. Voice of Agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, my voice has not been on the air for 35 years, but you know Bob's has. And uh, let's take a little look at what's happening for this weekend. The Hale Fire, Fire Department and First Responders is having a charcoal chicken hot dogs and pulled pork dinner starting at four o'clock until gone and they're having a polka dance from five till nine down at the Hale fire station in pleasantville on saturday night and it looks like cash prizes there must be some sort of raffle going on too with pie and ice cream served by the pleasantville women's club so if you're hungry and in the pleasantville area tomorrow night saturday night Starting at 4 o'clock, grab some of that charcoal chicken. You know, and that's always good. It seems to start up this time of the year and get moving on through. So we are going to slide on over to 
Altoona Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers now first dollar thirty to a dollar sixty three. Choice dairy cross steers now first dollar thirty to a dollar sixty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar forty seven to a dollar fifty seven. Choice Holstein steers a dollar thirty five to a dollar forty six. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar thirty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety three to a dollar nine. We had a top of a dollar twelve. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy to ninety two. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty nine and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.36 to $1.52. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.35 and down. Cold bulls sold from $95 to $1.10. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $170 to $285 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $170 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $250 to $430 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from $30 to $40. Boars sold from 9 to 12. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, April 14th, starting at noon. We are expecting 350 to 400 head for this sale. There will be a lot of good beef and Holstein steers available at this sale. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks, Jim, for that update. And we've got Jerry Fitzgerald on the line with numbers from Equity Stratford. Well, Jill, good morning to you. And uh, we're kind of liking this weather, but uh, uh, it don't sound so good for into Sunday and Monday. And, and I don't know, I wasn't paying too much attention before, but uh, there is a possibility of that other four-letter word thingy over in some parts over here. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, the ground, at least at my world, is dried out enough that I think that rain is going to soak right in, and I'm not going to get the same mud that I get right away in the beginning of the year. So I'm okay well, with was, it. We'll roll. I was talking about the, the four-letter word that starts with S. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll melt. Oh, I know that, but it just uh, kind of, man, it's hard to get used to all this. We could we could just keep on going with this 75 to 80 every day down until about, oh, maybe middle of October would be good, wouldn't it? That would be good, but we are in Wisconsin. Wait five minutes and it'll change. You got that right. Well, anyway, while we're here, we better do what a market report summary. Uh, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from this past week here at Equity Stratford. Again, a busy marketing week, and markets are very good. And we'll recap that for the folks here on the cow market. These are the conventional cows. High-yielding, uh, fleshy Holstein and beef cows selling from 92 to $1.06. We did have a few of these high-yielding beef cows, uh, individuals higher than 106, a few up in that 110, 111 range. Uh, most of the cows this week selling from 72 to 92, thinner cows like carcass cows below 70. Uh, just a brief recap on the organic market from Tuesday. We sell those every Tuesday. Very strong market, high-yielding organic cows from 150 to 168 and a half. On the bull trade, the past week here, better quality high-yielding bulls from 98 to 115, lighter weight bulls 90 and below. On the fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from 135 to 145. Select underfinished cattle, uh, 130 and below. Calf market, extremely strong, very good demand on calves. Again, like we have said earlier in the week, folks, if you've got calves, uh, make sure you know what they are worth. These good 92, 130-pound Holstein bull calves this past week, 150 to 350, topping at 375 on the Holstein calves. Heifer calves, better demand, mostly from on the better quality heifer calves, from 75 up to or top of 180. 
uh, good quality beef calves, 250 to 500. A lot of these beef calves from 500 to an extreme top of 575. And uh, that kind of takes care of the calf market. So we want to take a look at next week here at Stratford. Uh, full marketing week, of course. Our next dairy sale will be next Tuesday. As part of that dairy sale, folks, we do have a complete herd. Dispersal, 150 head uh, Holstein cows, bringing heifers. Uh, these cows are sand bedded, freestyle house, tie stall milked, uh, TMR fed, uh, very nice herd of cows. So if you're looking for some good replacements, that will be here at Equity Stratford next uh, Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And don't forget our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. So, folks, we've got cattle to consign. Any other questions, just let us know here. 687-4101 is our phone number. Deal with that. We'll send it back to you. I know you're busy this morning, so... Uh, you have a nice weekend, and uh, hopefully on Monday morning when we talk to you, uh, we don't have to be looking outside and seeing that white stuff on the lawn, you know. <laughs> I don't think it'll last long. It is what it is. So yep, we well, just you... embrace it. We're in April. Yeah, we are. You take care, Jill. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You as well. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Well, the buttons have aligned, and I've got some of the news from Morgan. So let's hear what's going on. Good morning, Morgan. Well, the man who police say gunned down two Barron County police officers had threatened to kill cops in the past. Court documents show Glenn Perry threatened back in 2020 to kill cops shortly before he was arrested for disorderly conduct and domestic abuse. Investigators say Perry gunned down officers Emily Breedenbach and Hunter Shield during a traffic stop last Saturday. There are arrangements and visitation and funeral plans online as that is set for this weekend in Cameron, 715newsroom.com. Well, pets were lost at a home in a fire in Eau Claire as this happened yesterday at a house on Woodland Avenue on the city's east side. Firefighters say the people who live at the home made it out okay. Fire crews not saying just what started the fire, though they will say those high winds didn't make it any easier to fight them. Damages now totaling $200,000. A wildfire is there at Fort McCoy and continue to burn. The State Department of Natural Resources says the fire has burned nearly 3,000 acres so far, and it's still burning. Actually, teams called in the National Guard and fire departments from across the area are working to contain that fire. As of last night, DNR said the fire was about 50% contained. So what can we expect for this weekend? Well, it seems some of the elements might cooperate a little bit and bring some reprieve for crews on the front lines of the Wisconsin wildfires with the Department of Natural Natural Resources spokesperson Katherine Cooley here saying. Going into the weekend, we are going to see a little reprieve. Uh, sounds like we might have a system moving in Friday night. Some decent chances of rain, so we're going to be monitoring that. We might have a little reprieve going into the weekend and then some cooler temperatures next week, so that should also help. Although warm, dry conditions combined with that low humidity and gusty winds, those are expected to create more dangerous conditions today. Switching elements from fire to water, that continues to rise on the Chippewa River in Eau Claire. City leaders yesterday actually have the Chippewa River in minor flooding. You can find more details online, 715newsroom.com. And we go to the Big Apple, where it seems the rent is sky high. The big price tag, right? Reports show the average monthly rent is now at a record high of $4,175. That's up $25 from the previous peak last July, and almost 13% more than this time last year. Increases continue despite more apartments becoming available. Meantime, the busiest and most expensive time of the year for Manhattan rentals is July and August, which could mean another increase. Manhattan is the country's largest rental market. Lisa G, NBC News Radio, New York. I think we'll stay right here in the dairy land. The price is not so bad when we head back to the barn with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. 
Well, thanks, Morgan, for that update. I'm glad that our buttons finally aligned and we could hear from you. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Brent Wink. Well, just as promised, we've got Brent Wink with Covering the Crops, Winfield United. And we talk a little bit about looking ahead, but you want to tell us a little bit about some studies that happened last fall. Yeah, you know, last Friday when I came on for the first time uh, for the new season, we kind of just talked about last year when we wrapped up, we had a lot of the yield data around the varieties and things like that, but then a lot of the other stuff kind of comes in throughout the winter. So just wanted to highlight another uh, product that we had studied. We've been looking at it the last few years. Um, We've partnered with a company called Verdesian, and they they create a lot of different products for our crops, and so we've been doing some studies with them. And it kind of falls into a, a planter box treatment. So growers normally are using graphite or a talc graphite in their corn planters uh, kind of to help with flowability of the crops, our seed corn or our soybeans, uh, mainly a talc-based product. If you're using vacuum corn planters, it helps with seed flow and static electricity and a a lot of different things. So uh, growers are traditionally using those products. Well, Verdesian created a product, and the the product's name is Seed Plus Graphite, and uh, it it actually is combining uh, 80-20 talc graphite, so what we normally would use in our corn planters for seed flowability. And then they've added additional micronutrients and uh, microbials and just picking up activities. So some of the some of the nutrients and there's a nutrient analysis, but there's calcium and sulfur, cobalt, copper, iron, manganese, molybdenum, and zinc. So obviously micronutrients are important for all of our crops. And then kind of some of the microbials that they've added into there are helping with stresses on the early season uh, seedlings of our of our plants trying to get growing and some of those abiotic stresses that we have at the beginning of the season. So obviously that's all fine and dandy what a company says uh, it can do. And then we like to look at does it really do that when we uh, go to our answer plots. So a lot of their data shows about a four-bushel response to this product, uh, and we certainly saw data that kind of complemented that. Uh, the last couple of years, I've actually used it on my own farm and did some large split planter studies, one half of the planter having it on the seed, that product, the other half of the planter having just what we've been traditionally using and seeing that difference. So really the the key is seeing a lot more uniform early season vigor and growth uh, and and seeing those plants get up and out of the ground quicker. We know, uh, especially on corn, the faster we can get things up and out of the ground and even emergence. You know, we want to see a cornfield, we want to see all those plants emerging within the same 24-hour period. It might take 15 or 20 days before it does emerge, but we really want to see uniform emergence. So this product has kind of shown us that ability. Again, a very, very minimal investment over what you would normally use with your talc graphite products. So uh, the whole staff at Synergy Co-op, all of their locations, Alcivia Co-op in this area, uh, their locations and agronomists are aware of this product. So from Verdesian is uh, seed plus graphite. Again, kind of something that we 
are already doing using these graphite and talc products in our planters. And they just took you know a product like that and made it a little better by throwing some goodies of those micronutrients and microbials onto that plant. So kind of like to see stuff like that. You know, we're really getting the itch and the urge to get out there and get planting. Um, you know, we're, I, I tell people all the time, you know, we like to see soil temperature closer to 50. A corn plant is not going to start the germination process till we get to about that point. Um, so this weekend, we're going to take a little bit of that temperature back out of the soil. Got spoiled a little bit this week, but I know further south, we've had some planting going on. Uh, down in Illinois, I've seen a lot of feedback from some of my counterparts with a lot of soybeans going in. I would be surprised if there wasn't some in southern Wisconsin as well. But uh, pump the brakes a little bit here, maybe toward the end of next week for some corn going in a little bit further south of here. But uh, it's right there. We only get one chance to plant. Hopefully, we don't want to have to redo that one. So make sure that we're just uh, doing what we can to give that seed the best possible start to the season. Well, what I find interesting, you know, you talk about your answer plots, but you're actually using that out in the field, and you can see a difference. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and our answer plots are, are 20-acre trials, and we've got a, uh, 150 of them across the U.S., and then we really rely on getting products like this out on larger scale, so finding growers in the area uh, to see that firsthand on their farms and fields as well and making sure that it passes the test there. So, again, if you're interested or you want to do a side-by-side with what you've been doing, just speak with your agronomist at Synergy Co-op or Alcivia Co-op. Thanks for that update, Brent. And uh, that was Brent Wink with Covering the Crops, sponsored by Winfield United. We need to wrap up with our last set of markets. Looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, July corn, 624, down a penny and a half. July oats, 330, up a penny and a half. And July soybeans, fourteen sixty six down seven cents. And July wheat, six seventy four down a penny and a half. And our country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, six oh two for corn, fourteen thirty six for beans. Golden Plump and Arcadia, six thirteen for their corn. Baldwin, six oh eight and fourteen thirty five. Duran, six oh five and fourteen thirty. Mondovi, six ten and fourteen thirty five. Elmwood, Six ten and fourteen forty. Fall Creek six dollars and fourteen ten. Osseo six fifteen for corn and fourteen forty for beans. Elk Mound five ninety four and fourteen thirty six. Esparta six oh three and fourteen thirty six for the beans. Ellsworth five ninety five and fourteen oh nine. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 617 for their corn and 1444 for the beans. Arcadia Location, 613 and 1449. Ethanol Plants, Boyceville, 628. Stanley, 614 for the corn and New Richmond, 609. Slide on over to our cheese markets. Barrels, 154 and three quarters, down three and a quarter. 40 pound blocks, 179 and a quarter, up a penny. Gray double A butter, 234 and a half, down three cents. And our class three milk futures, April, 1868. Up two cents. May seventeen ninety five down twenty nine cents, and June eighteen nineteen a down nineteen cents. And that's what we have for our farm show for today. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. 
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. And Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.